Hey. Hello. Hi. Welcome back, Misfits. Welcome back to a new episode. Today we're doing part two of the Armor of God. And um, last week, if you do remember, we talked about the belt of truth, the breastplate, hard word, breastplate of righteousness and the shoes of peace. This week, we're going to talk about the shield of faith the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Right. And just to, uh, just to give you a little refresher, we're going to read the scripture again. So, you know where we're coming from. This is from Ephesians chapter six, verses 11 through uh, 17. Again, uh, NLT version. So put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will stand. You will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the sword of God. So again, just a reminder, the armor is what Paul used to describe to kind of help give uh, that illustration of what the Roman soldiers wore as armor and how that can be compared to the armor of God. Yes. All right. So we're kicking it off. We're talking about the shield of faith. The shield of faith is the fourth part of the armor of God. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? So that was just a little breakdown of what faith is so you can have um, an idea of what we're talking about. So for this part of the armor, Paul tells us to take up the shield of faith in order to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Which, what a picture. Sounds very dramatic. To have faith is to believe God created the world and sent his son to die for our sins so we might have eternal life. In regards to the context that we're talking about, so for the Roman soldiers, a shield was used as a form of protection, strapped to one's arm and could be held up to deflect attacks. It can also be used as an offensive weapon to knock enemies over with force. If we have faith in Christ, this will influence the way that we live. Our faith can guard us during trials in the same way a shield would during battle. So it's just protection. So we use God to protect ourselves. And in battle as a Roman soldier, you would use the shield for protection. It's important to realize that doubt, fear, and anxiety are attacks from the enemy. Taking up the shield of faith will protect us and allow us to fight back against these attacks. Additionally, as the body of Christ, we can help each other to grow stronger in our faith by living in community. And that makes me think of I'm sure all of you listening have seen 300, but like when they all put their shields together and they become one, right? Because you protect, you don't protect yourself, you protect the person to your side. And that's what, um, in regards to our gifts and what we're supposed to do, we're supposed to love God and love people. And then your gifts aren't for you, they're for the body. So we give the gifts to the body and we, um, you know, to the best of our ability with our testimony and with the way that we live our lives, we try to protect others as well. Right. So it's part of who we are, what we're putting on, but it's not just meant to be kept for ourselves. It's meant to be also shared so we can protect each other and help each other during that. So yeah, it's, it kind of represents that community, like them putting their shields together as soldiers is the same way we come together in community and just help each other out. Yes. Yeah. 
So the next one is the helmet of salvation. This is the fifth part that Paul talks about for the armor. Um, and he talks about how it's one of the last pieces that goes on. Uh, it was the final act of readiness uh, when preparing for combat or for battle. It's a very vital piece of the Roman soldier's armor because it protects the head. So an attack to the head could, again, results in instant death or very severe damage. And then if you're injured in your head, whether that's death or injury, then that affects your whole body. Right. And in that case, like, it doesn't matter how much you, you have no on. You balance, you can't see, like, yeah. the whole thing. Everything, yeah, it affects everything else. So the helmet is a very essential part of the whole armor uh, because with it, it basically helps protect everything else as well. Uh, so no matter what you have on, you know, if your head is protected, then everything else kind of follows, follows suit. So first, um, let's talk about salvation. What is salvation? As we know it, it is when we are delivered from sin and the harmful consequences of that sin. So we know that Jesus paid that price by dying on the cross. So we receive it when we confess our sins and believe in God's word. So knowing that uh, it is not something that we can work for, we know it's a free gift and we, and we receive it and accept it from, from him. So putting on the helmet of salvation is how we can avoid sinful thoughts and understand what is good and true. As humans, you know, we are susceptible to a lot of different thoughts, a lot of things that the enemy can come and try to harm us uh, in our relationship with God and things that we're doing uh, to try to just uh, grow our relationship with God. In order to be protected uh, by the helmet, then we must fully submit to God's way. Uh, when he is on our side, then we can confidently then face the world or face anything that's uh, attacking us or coming against us. Uh, some ways to ensure our helmet stays on, we have to renew our minds. Our, our minds are battlefields, so we must constantly be removing what doesn't serve us. So every day we kind of have to make sure, like, what is it that, you know, I, I had today, what happened today, what are maybe some thoughts that have come my way that might be um, hindering me, like different opinions, lies, confusion, negativity, all those things like happen throughout our day. So we need to be sure that we're renewing our minds. Uh, make sure that we get back to what the mind of Christ is. Uh, we have to reject doubts. So we tend to focus on what we see. Uh, and so we kind of sometimes forget what God's doing in the spiritual. So God works in the spirit. So we need to be able to not forget that, that he's able to do the impossible and be able to do things that we don't necessarily see all the time. Um, and then keep an eternal uh, perspective. Uh, there's always more than we than we see here. Uh, so just keeping in mind that God just has something way more uh, than what we're living in just the moment. Yes, yes, we can't ever go off of what we see because we don't see what God sees. And I know that sometimes we want to. <laughs> and you're like, no, but I feel this or I see this. And it's just like, you can't, you can't just run with it. You know what I mean? You have to yeah. ask for confirmation. You have to pray about it because you, you can't, Dr. Darius says it all the time. Dr. Darius Daniels, plug, look him up. He says, he's like, you know, you can see to the corner, but God sees around the corner. Yeah. Or you can see to the mountain and he sees over the mountain. Right. You're so, only able to see the perspective that you have in front of you, but tiny, God sees tiny perspective. way beyond he sees that. everything. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, um, you know, just, just talk to him and, and ask him before you, you, uh, start running with it. If you have a great idea of some sort. So the next one is going to be, and the last one for this episode is going to be the sword of the spirit. So it's the sixth piece of the armor, which represents the word of God. The sword served the Roman soldier as an offensive weapon against enemies. 
When sharpened, it could pierce almost anything, making it a, va a very dangerous tool. The connection here is understanding the power, of, the power of the word of God. In the book of Hebrews, the sword is described as the word being alive and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. It is through the word that we can distinguish between right and wrong and guide us to live sin-free or to attempt to live sin-free. Go towards that. Right, yeah. right. So that's that's always our goal, right? We don't want to intentionally sin. But we we will sin. Just right. you know, just just know. But that. we use it for that purpose, like exactly. to go towards that. We understand we're all human. Things right. are gonna happen. Uh, you know, we're gonna fall short. Right. But that's um, what we strive for. But that's what we strive for. Yes. Yeah. It's like people say, like you know, you want to be perfect. No one's ever gonna be perfect. Yeah. But there are certain areas where you know, I wanna I wanna do my best. So yes. Like my goal is perfection. Not necessarily knowing knowing that I'm not gonna achieve that. But like I wanna do my best. Yeah. So. God understands that in our life as well. It's like, I understand you're still human. You're still living in this world in your flesh and all these things. But what is our goal? Our goal is still to try and kind of see that as our goal. Yes. We don't and strive for perfection. We strive for <clears throat> progression. Progression. And just for betterment of ourselves. Right. But we don't strive for perfection because it's impossible. No. If we don't have the word of God, then we will struggle to fight against the enemy. We can't fight against the enemy by ourselves. We need God to be able to mm -hmm. do that. And not only because we're incapable of doing that because we are human, but the Bible tells us that we're incapable yeah. <laughs> of doing that. It very clearly and says, it also like, tells us, you are not strong enough. It also tells yeah. us how. Exactly. Like, you don't know how, but if you read the word, I will show you how. Yes. And so if we're over here like, I got it, I'm fighting. Uh, but you don't have the word, then you don't have that, those tools, kind of right. like what we're talking about today. Like, you know, all these pieces of the armor, these are essential and important things for you to have to be able to fight. Right. But if you didn't read the word, if you didn't know it was in Ephesians, like, how would you know? How would you know to practice those things or put those things on? Yeah. And just a reminder, we're talking about spiritual warfare. Yes. So in order to fight in the spiritual realm, you need the spirit. You can't do one without the other. So know that the sword of the spirit is unique, that it can be used both defensively and offensively. It can protect us from lies from the enemy and counterattack like when Jesus used it when he was tempted in the wilderness. So if you remember, when Jesus was in the wilderness, Satan tried to tempt him with food because he was fasting and he was hungry and all these things. And Jesus used the word of God to, to combat whatever, the, whatever Satan was saying. So Satan was saying something like, um, you know, if you are the son of God, do this, this, and this, and then Jesus would come back with the word, and it was it was just epic. Kind of made him go away. Like, okay, I'm I'm trying to convince you. He was like, fine, I'll be fine back yeah. later. <laughs> the temptation didn't work. Exactly. <laughs> Basically. So this is where the importance of reading your Bible comes in. When you're in the battle, then the word of God is used to help you when you're struggling, when you need comfort, when you're feeling doubts or any sort of um, those feelings of inadequacy, that's when we use the word of God. And I'm not saying that because I've had this trouble, like this problem in the past where I'm, I'm really good about reading my Bible and just praying and doing all of my spiritual disciplines when things are bad. But then when things are good, you tend to stray because you're like, well, I don't need you right now. Like I'm good. You know what I mean? But in maturing in your relationship with God, you learn to understand that you, you don't only need God when things are bad. You also need him when things are good. You need to continue to talk to him and develop that relationship regardless. Cause it's like, you don't only talk to your friends when things are wrong. 
Right. Yes. Right. You don't only reach out to your friends, to your loved ones, to your parents or whatever when things are going bad. You you have to continuously do that and continuously communicate and develop the relationship when things are good and when things are bad. But then once you do that, if you do that and you create that foundation when things are good, when things are bad, that relationship is going to be solid. Right. So that's that's why this is so important. That's when you can bring out these tools and these uh, ways of you using the word to combat those moments as well. Uh, you know, you're going through tough times, uh, you're not feeling it, maybe something happened at work, something personal, something in your family, uh, you know, that's when the Word of God is there for you, for you to be able to go to Him, go to the Word, and find that comfort, find that answer uh, to what whatever that situation is. Yeah, and I think the best way that we can describe this, um, the Bible says that God is our stronghold, and a stronghold basically just, it's a castle, right? It's protection. It's this amazing fortress. And if you think about that fortress as your home, you live there when things are good, but then it's protection when things are bad, right? So um, I hope that analogy helped you because it, it, it helps me to understand why I need God in the good and in the bad. So just to recap, we talked about the shield of faith. Faith is not just saying that you believe something. Your faith is demonstrated by and through taking action. Remember that shields can be interlocked together as a Christian. You are not in the fight alone. We can join together and interlock our faith with the Christian standing next to us. The shield of faith protects us from those attacks and allows us to fight back. Uh, the other one is the helmet of salvation. So again, in warfare, the helmet and the sword are the last two pieces of armor a soldier would put on. The helmet, even though it's hot and uncomfortable, would only be be put on when the soldier faced impending danger. So with his head protected, the soldier feels safe uh, in the midst of a fierce battle. To wear the helmet of salvation means to live every day, focused on eternity and the promised future we have. It changes the way we live. Uh, it's just a very important piece, especially like um, like knowing just the impact it can have uh, if you don't have it. Um, and then the sword of the spirit. So the sword, uh, again, has a purpose. Just like the word, it penetrates and renders the enemy ineffective and defeated. It has a lot of power uh, if we know how to use it. So the sword must be used in a proper way. It is not a toy uh, to swing around uh, like club or a hammer or javelin to throw in the air. Uh, all these things, again, are very dangerous, but even more dangerous than all those things um, is the sword. Uh, so the effective soldier knows how to use the sword when to use the sh sharp edges and when to use the flat of the blade or when to thrust deep into the enemy's heart. So there's a lot of techniques with the sword in the same way, like the word just is very multi, like leveled. Like there's a lot of parts that we can use in the same way. Uh, a soldier takes a lot of training to do that. And so we as believers also must be skilled in that way. Why it's important to read your Bible, uh, to read commentary, to read other versions, to talk to people, to, to you know, do uh, Bible studies, just to know, yeah. like, there's... To discuss it and, like, truly understand it. Yes. Because yes. whenever you go, like, when everything is good, everything is good. But when, yes. everything, when something is bad, you need to know where to go in the Bible to find mm -hmm. what you need. Yeah. So you have to yeah. be able to use, because it's an amazing tool, but you have to be able to... Right. You need to it. know how to use it and where, where things are at uh, for you to be able to use those. Uh, and so God leaves us all sorts of things in the, in the Word. Um, for us to use, but we just need to be diligent and look yeah, for it. Yeah, you gotta and, find it. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, like everything yeah. else. Every, like everything just, else. It just actually takes action. 
you can use the armor of God. You have to choose to be to put it on, mm -hmm. and that requires action on your part. Yeah. So, because God is always doing His part, you just have to do yeah. yours. Yeah. So, um, we hope you enjoyed these two episodes, part one and part two of the armor of God. We hope you learned something because we definitely did. We enjoyed. Um, we're, we're happy to be back, and we definitely enjoyed recording these episodes. So, as always, this is Fran. This is Yavi. We are the Midtown Misfits, and we will see you next week. Bye. Peace.